Mike Randall and I are 8 for 12 so far this year with upset specials. That's a pretty good number, but we can't stop here. No, no. Put your kneecap back in place because the pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show. Brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the line star app it's me and it's mike randall and it's you and we are picking games it's nfl picks it's wagering it's sports betting it's everything you need with me and mike randall and uh another week another upset special uh eight out of 12 so far we each pick one every week so we're six weeks in the books i'd say eight out of 12 is pretty good mike what do you think the key is teamwork makes winners. And I, I feel like in betting, all we can do is tell a story. The story was there for the Browns. They came out hot. They played well. They were up 20 to six, but then the Browns are going to Brown that what they did. And Baker Mayfield with the turnovers, absolutely critical, but thank God for you. And you are locked in, <laughs> locked, locked in, in with the Charger fan base. That's what you oh, are. Right yeah. Well, what Charger fan base? They're all in San Diego still. That's, that's the first thing that the, look, Pittsburgh was an easy one last week. Seven was an insane number for a team with a lot of respect for itself, like the Steelers and a team like the Chargers who just don't put people away. They just, they can't do it. They have no home field advantage. There's a lot of reasons why the Chargers have issues. And, and I will say this too, my lions, I I, I say my lions in quotes, obviously, you know, they're not my lions, but they're my lions. They're our lions continue to compete. And man, they keep getting screwed out of games, but Mike, we have to pay attention going forward because this lions team Speaking of the Chargers, that was one of our earlier upsets in the year that we called. Dude, I'm telling you, this Lions team just refuses to die. And if, man, they could just have one call go their way, they'd probably have five wins right now. The hands to the face was ridiculous. The problem oh. with the referees right now is that they are so nervous about the replay. It's changing how they call the game. I don't think they're using as much attention. I think they're just going there. And if they see something, they're just blowing the whistle either way. The hands to the face were terrible. I don't care on social media if you slow it down and you show me his hand grazing his chin. It's no, ridiculous. It's not a it's penalty. The, it's no, the it's flow not. of the game. Yes. And why can't we have a ref upstairs watching the whole game on video like we see it? and being able to wire down and say nope stop this stop it nope it's it's bad call reset do it again i mean we, we have all this technology i don't understand why we can't pay some more people 16 more people there's only 16 possible games why can't we have 16 more people everybody up in a booth like the official scorer in baseball and have somebody just watching everything and and, and just being like the eye in the sky referee what what why can't we and, do and that the we overturning of, of the pass interference has not worked out because they're not overturning obvious pass interference calls if you're going to do this and you're upset about the way the saints game ended with the rams then just do it in the last two minutes or do it in the playoffs it's not working i don't want to have a five minute delay in the well, first quarter on something like, that's that's obvious right that's it's what just it is a kill. it's, about, it's it, a kill it's right it's more advertising dollars they love it this is great it's great for them and and you know what? It's not even just that game. That that call with the Chiefs game with the Lions on the goal line, there where the, yep, the guy just yep. picked up the ball and ran it back, and there was no oh, real conclusion. That was enough. They've gotten hosed. And if I'm a Lions fan right now, I've been down and out for a very long time. They've played good football. We'll get to them in a second here. They got a big game this week, but let's get after it and let's start with 
the Arizona Cardinals and the Giants. Now, the Giants are favored by three, and I think this is madness. I get it, Saquon's back. I get it, Evan Ingram's going to play. That's terrific. But Daniel Jones is still turning the ball over. Patrick Peterson is back for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's played very well. I love the underdog here. I love the plus three in the Cardinals, and I love the 50 and a half, too, because neither of these defenses are thrilling. So it's hard to imagine this game not going over 50 and a half. So I like the Cardinal side with the plus three. I like the 50 and a half. Uh, you see Chase Edmonds uh, being part of this offense now, too. So that gives them kind of two running backs to move back and forth that they feel comfortable if David Johnson should have a problem in this game. But, Mike, I kind of feel like the wrong team is favored in this one. I agree. I like both bets as well. Love the Cardinals. They're playing better. Kyler Murray has been unleashed. He's on fire. Christian Kirk should be back for this game. He was third in wide receiver targets in the in the NFL before he got hurt. Now, listen, Barkley is coming back. I don't know how effective he's going to be. I'm sure he'll be fine against Arizona's Civ defense. But Patrick Peterson coming back does help the Cardinals as well. The interesting thing is they're terrible, the Cardinals, against tight ends. So Evan Ingram should have a bonanza. I love the over. I feel most confident about that. But in a battle of two teams, and I'm not really sure who's better here, give me the points every time. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So two for two on that. Let's go to Houston Texans at Indianapolis. Indy coming off the bye here. This is basically a pick them. So you got the uh, the Colts favored by one. And considering they're a home team, I mean, that's kind of, you know, (laughs) that's one of those lines. Like, all right. Um, I'm actually surprised. I thought the Texans coming off the last two games that they had, especially beating Kansas City and Kansas City would be favored by more. So this is kind of surprising. I kind of favor the Texans just because I feel like Watson is going to make enough plays in this game and the weapons of the Colts, even the Colts will kind of try to slow this game down a little bit. I don't think they can stop the fact that they can score so quickly on the Texans end. So give me the Texans on this one. Now, how do you see this one working out, Mike? I'm going to follow your lead here. You're the, you're the one who's been the soothsayer lately. You talked <laughs> about how great Frank Wright is. Reich is, well, Reich is terrific. To- You talked about how great a coach he is. They're coming off the bye. They have the best offensive line in football, I think, because they've been able to maintain success despite losing Andrew Luck. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Marlon Mack. I think the zone defense by Everflus is going to cause some problems for the Texans. T.Y. Hilton's numbers, you saw them on social media. They've been fantastic there against the Texans. I am going to take the Colts at home. Texans have done a fantastic job. They played very well. The win in our head was good. I'm not sure if it was really that good, given the way we've seen the Chiefs been. Last night, they were a great win in defense, but that was against Denver. So, yeah, I, I'm surprised that they are favored, but I like the Colts at home coming off the bye with a great scheme. Jacoby Brissett has played very well for this team, and I like the fact that that Houston offensive line has struggled a little bit. Colts could get pressure on Watson. And the fact that they're the home team, I'm believing in the better coach team in the Colts. Yeah, uh, I, I I get that. And and I think that's per- it, this is what makes this game so hard. So really, um, it's almost a game that you want to stay away from in, in that sense, because I, I it is a tough call there. Uh, the number's 47. So that's, that's one, too, where... I don't know. This is another one where I just I don't feel great about it. I don't think there's a lot of give here in either spot. And because I do think the Colts are going to try to slow this game down and getting a lot of Marlon Mack in this game. I don't know. I, I feel like the under is the bet if you want to bet it at all. But how do you feel about that? 
The under is the bet because I think the Colts will control tempo. I think they will be able to run. They'll have a slow pace here. They really will look to control things. And I just think Houston eventually being on the road isn't going to be as sharp. I get a little nervous with Will Fuller in the carpet. I mean, we know what he can do. But I think because I like the Colts and because I like Reich and I like the ball control offense here with Marlon Mack, I think they're going to have a similar game plan that they did against the Chiefs. So I will go the under here. I like it. Yeah, uh, I just think I feel like the Texans are rolling a little bit now. Do you get that feeling? Like they're just kind of they're the team with the momentum. I don't know. I, it's just something about they right do. now. I, I guess I, you know, Vegas knows that, too. So yeah. Why they're making the Colts favored by one. That's yeah, that's thinking. that's yeah. true. No, you're you're right. All right. Jaguars at Bengals. Now, I think Jacksonville bounces back in a big way in this one. I really do. I mean, look, it's the Bengals uh, defense. They stink. Uh, the trouble is the numbers four and a half. So are you concerned, Mike, at all with? Cincinnati coming back in the fourth quarter and putting up some garbage time points and kind of ruining your day. Cause it feels like that's a distinct possibility. I'm not concerned with the 44 and a half. I think that's fine. Like I would actually take the over on that. Cause I think the, you know, Andy Dalton's capable enough. Auden Tate's done enough there with Tyler Boyd now getting locked down a little bit more that they can score points. And, and the Bengals have basically been in a lot of games or tight in a lot of games in terms of scoring. So the question is, are you concerned with this four and a half there? Is that a little bit too much? Would you rather have the Bengals side of this game because of that danger? I think the Jaguars are king of the little people. They struggle against a really good Saints team, but they usually have beaten up and played well against poor teams. No, I'm not concerned. I'm going to go with the Jaguars as well with you. Cincinnati has been horrific against opposing running backs, over five yards per carry. So bad. So much Leonard Fournette. Meany and I talked about it yesterday. I don't care if it's chalk. He's, he's well-priced on both sides. It's going to be so much Leonard Fournette. It has yeah. to be. And 67 receiving yards to running back. 67 receiving yards to running back. So uh, Minshew is better than he showed last week. I still believe in Westbrook. He's a little banged up. He should be fine. That Bengals are really hurting in the secondary here. So DJ Chark should go back to doing DJ Chark-like things. And like you said, Leonard Fournette. No Ramsey in the secondary, but... I just think it's limited. Auden Tate isn't a speedster. He can make great contested catches, but it's hard for me to back the Bengals. If you're going to take a team only getting four points, you have to think they can win, in my opinion. I don't think they can here, so I'll take the Jaguars and give the points, even though it's on the road in Cincinnati, which, by the way, is a similar home field advantage or lack thereof to the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Bad news. Bengals are making a run at that number one pick, baby. <laughs> don't look now. Yep, exactly. Miami Andy Dalton's watching their at. I, I don't know if it's week 12 or 13. All I know is they play each other. So this, that's the second must-lose game for the Dolphins. The toilet bowl, of course. It's, yeah, well, it's going <laughs> to be amazing. Uh, I do think they go 0-16, the Dolphins, this year. I really do. I think they're that bad. I, I think this could be a year where we have two 0-16 teams as possible. It could be the Bengals, too. We'll find out. Um, the Rams and Falcons. Okay, boys and girls, here we go. Jared Goff coming off an absolute disaster of a game. Absolute trash game for him. But luckily the Falcons defense is ahead of him now. So they get out of LA, they go on the road. Uh, The running back situation for the Rams is still in question as we're recording this. So we'll see if Gurley plays or not. We'll see how much Daryl Henderson plays. Malcolm Brown, not looking like a a play for this one. So it's going to be a lot of throwing. This is going to be really fun. If you like Madden, like this is going to be a good time for you. Rams Falcons, dude, I think the Rams bounce back. I really do. And this Falcons team to me has already quit. Because the last couple of games were kind of must-win games for the Falcons, and they kind of let down. And I know they're at home, but you know the Rams just added Ramsey. That will help at least with Julio. I don't think you're going to stop Julio, but it will help. At the same time, Mike, for me, this is a must-win game for the Rams. I think the Rams are a team that could win 10 games, 
and still not make the playoffs because they put themselves in such a hole and that division so far has gotten off to such a hot start between the Seahawks and 49ers that they could legit I've gone through the schedule on my radio show and 10 games they could win and still not make the playoffs with tiebreakers and stuff so I like the Rams in this one it's a must win for them the Falcons can't stop anything so it's going to be a huge number so 54 and a half I'll take the over I'll take the Rams in this one even though uh, they are the favorite on the road. How do you feel about it? Are you as confident as I am? You can get whatever you want against this Falcons defense. <laughs> I've said it every week. The only you can reason, have whatever you like. The only reason <laughs> I did not pick them last week in the upset special is I believed that the Falcons wanted Dan Quinn to stay as their coach. I thought they'd find a way. They have lost four in a row. They lose at Arizona. Bryant with the extra point. The only thing you can promise me, which is why I agree with you with the over, is that the Falcons are going to score points. Matt Ryan has been fantastic. He's 300 yards every week. With the injury to Patrick Mahomes, he's absolutely going to lead the NFL in passing yards now. Could break the record. They've been able to generate points no matter what. Devontae Freeman is coming around again. I agree. It's a desperate Rams team. They cannot protect Jared Goff, which is a problem, except the issue is the Falcons don't generate pressure. They're last in sack rate, and they're 26 in QB hit rate here. So I absolutely love the over. In your DFS lineups, you have to load up in this game. Pick a Rams wide receiver. If Daryl Henderson starts, he looked pretty good on the carpet. He's going to be even better. I agree with you. I cannot back the Falcons because if they wanted to save Dan Quinn's job, you win at Arizona. And they didn't win at Arizona, no. so they're going to come yeah. home and rally the troops against McVay, who we still think is a good coach, and they should bounce back from a terrible performance last week against the Niners. So points galore, love the over, and I'll take the Rams. Yeah, the, I, I'll tell you, man, it's Dan Quinn, I think it's done. I think it's over because you can't have the moniker of being a defensive coach and have a defense show up or not show up the last couple of years. And they have, look, they, it's funny because they played pretty well. They were a young defense in that Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And I just don't think they've ever recovered and they haven't given the personnel, uh, you know, to that defense. They've had some injuries, but everybody has injuries. So you got to throw that out the window. So sorry, Atlanta, it's going to be a long, long season. And it's They're going to, it will be close, but I still think the Rams can win by, I think two and a half is still comfortable. If this was three and a half, uh, then I might go the Falcon side just to keep it closer. But I do think the two and a half is a safe number there by a field goal. All right, here we go. Miami on the road. Back to the big numbers now. Forget that whole Miami Redskins thing last week. That's over. Now we're back to 16 and a half. That's the number for Buffalo to cover. Can they do it, Mike Randall? I don't think they can do it. Uh, they're coming off the bye. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic always had, can generate some things here and there. The other issue, too, is that your Sean McDermott teams, Joe, have covered the under like eight, seven or eight consecutive games in a row. Every game this year has been under. So I like the under here, which means I like the points. 17 is a lot. They just don't have as high-powered offense as some other teams do uh, when you face the, the Dolphins. You're not going to have the Patriots here. They're going to have to do it via two touchdowns. I don't like betting the Dolphins. It doesn't feel good. It feels like vegetable lasagna again, but I just think it's way too many points. No, the Bills are going to win, but I see it not going over, and therefore I'll take the points as a backdoor cover. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree with you, I, and it's it's not that I – the Bills defense is terrific. I mean, I, I've been on them all year, been very, very positive about them, but I'm kind of with you in this one. I, I feel like I'm just a little concerned. That's a big number, you know, two touchdowns, two touchdowns is a lot. 
when you give me two touchdowns and two and a half more to worry about, that's a lot to cover. Hell, the Patriots almost didn't do it against the Giants. And that's a far bigger disparagement. Exactly right. Teams. Yep. You know, that, that was looking real dangerous for a while there <laughs> until the very, very last minute, uh, the second half of that game. But uh, the 40 and a half. So are you under on this one, too? I would assume. I'm under. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm under. I, I you know, you're not going to. Bills aren't going to come and start doing an air raid offense here. I mean, we know what they're going to want to do. They're going to run the ball. Josh Allen is coming off the concussion. We'll see how he is. But, yeah, I will take the under and I'll take the points. I, I don't know, Joe. Give me 24 to 10, uh, whatever. I, but I, I just think it's too much and I'll take the under. Yeah, I do too. 16 and a half. Is, if this number was 14, that would even go, oh, it's the 16 and a half. That's a big buffer to give. And I I mean, Miami stinks. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but all right, this next one is tough. Here we go. Minnesota Vikings favored by one and a half on the road against the Lions. Oh, Mikey, Mikey. Here we go again. The Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions, man. I think this is a team that's pissed off. It's angry. And the Vikings are a team that's riding high. They've got two big wins. The last one was a big win at home against the Eagles, a pretty good football team, not a great football team, but pretty good. And I am actually a little concerned here for them. I, I, I think I will take the lions. This is a gut call. I can't back this up with anything just in my gut of where the lions are at. And I think the more that they get kind of screwed, the angrier they get, the more ferocious they are. And I think the lions are actually going to win this game outright. So uh, to me, I, I understand if people want to stay away from it, but if I'm going to pick a side, I'm picking the Lions side of this game. Where are you at with Minnesota? Uh, I think Minnesota turned a corner. I, I think they have something going right now. The Lions' rush defense is horrific, so Dalvin Cook should be fine there and get things rolling. I do like the Minnesota defense. I, I think that you're going to have Galladay. He's going to struggle there in the matchup against cornerback. So it, it's tough for me. I think the Vikings turned a corner, corner. I'm going with the momentum. And I don't think the Lions are as good as we thought they were here. So I understand. But for all those reasons, I think the better balanced team wins. I will take Minnesota to keep it going here. I will. All right. Uh, and the number is 43 and a half. So where are you with that one? To run away from me. I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of weapons there on Minnesota, and Cousins is playing well. The Lions have been able to generate points and move the ball, but they still can't run the ball, Joe. And you're not going to run the ball against Minnesota, so it, it's a stay away. It just feels like right there. I mean, there even a 24-21 or a 23-20, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's <laughs> over is actually – something that does not concern me in this game. Cause I think Dalvin cook gets unleashed again. He kind of split carries last week with Matson because of the opponent. And that was a good strategy. That was a really sound strategy to, to pound the ball 30 times, just not do it 25 with Dalvin cook against that run defense of the Eagles. I think that changes this week. So I actually see some explosiveness in this game. This game might surprise people. I'm going to take the over. All right, here we go. The Oakland Raiders on the road, off the bye, off a big win in London town against the uh, Chicago Bears, and now they're going to travel to Green Bay and uh, play our, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers hates all of his teammates. He hates them all. He doesn't like his receivers. He doesn't like his running backs. He hates everything. He is a miserable, miserable guy. They're signing guys off the scrap heap because he hates everybody so much. So the Raiders are a funny team. They've been very hard to peg all year, and the number is five and a half. Now, I don't know about you, Mike, but the way I, what I've seen from the Green Bay Packers, I think they are vastly overrated. And I think in, considering Devontae Adams is out of this game, that limits their ability to pull away in this game. And I think that five and a half is really interesting. I actually like the Raiders in this one, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I like the Raiders also. All the reasons you outlined. 
Their pass defense, Green Bay, has been very strong, but the run defense has struggled, and the Raiders are going to come in and run the ball. The Raiders are one of those teams that are very comfortable in their identity right now. They know who they are. They're comfortable with it. Josh Jacobs has got involved in the passing game a little bit, so they haven't been home in God knows when, And they, but they've coming off the bye. Gruden has this team locked in. I think they're going to keep this close. You know when the line, folks, is five in Vegas, it means they have no idea. It's not three. It's not seven. It's kind of in the, in the unknown zone there. And while we haven't seen the Packers blow anyone out. They got up on the Cowboys there. Turnovers helped. But we haven't seen them really put their foot down. Like you said, Joe, I'm not sure how good they are. And I'm not sure about this offense either. So I'll take the points in that situation with the Raiders team that has played very well in the road this year. Yeah, I, I the Raiders are young and stupid. And that works in their favor. They're a young football team that's buying what John Gruden is, is selling. He, you know, he's giving the rah-rah speeches. And when you're 24, you buy into that stuff. It's harder when you have a veteran team. It's a very young Raiders team. And they're just, they're, they're, they're out there just happy to be there. <laughs> and then I think it's working for them. The number's 46 and a half. I kind of lean the under in this one. What about you? I lean the under also because the yeah. Raiders are going to attack a, a run funnel defense is what they're going to do. So they're going to keep the ball on the ground and the Packers uh, passing weapons are all are injured. So even across the board, even MBS is still injured here. He's probably going to play. But so if two teams that are probably going to advance the ball and do their best job on the ground, then you have to take the under. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm at. So there you go. Look at us in lockstep pretty much this week. We are we are right together. You and me, right together. Dangerous. My stink is going to rub off on you. No, no, it's the opposite. My my deliciously good smell. It's like Christmas cookies. That's what I'm giving off right now. Christmas cookies. That's what it is. (laughs) That's the candle. That's the candle. Yeah, you got the the kitchen candle in your house. Everybody's got the kitchen candle. Always. Always. What's what's the current kitchen candle in your house? Oh, come on. It's pumpkin spice. We know. Oh, Mike Randall is a basic white girl with his pumpkin spice. Like what is fall? It is fall. (laughs) Mine Christmas cookie. There you go. See, Ah, there you go. We got the Christmas cookie rocking. I don't care. Once the, once the leaves turn, it's Christmas around here. (laughs) All right. All right. This next one, 49ers are favored by nine and a half on the road against the Redskins. Now, I look at this game and this one reeks of trap game to me. It would, it would not shock me at all if this was like 10, 7, 49ers at the half and everyone is clawing their eyes out and freaking out. And then the 49ers come to their senses and figure it out and win at the end of this game. Now, the question is nine and a half. If that is that, if they do lay a turn in the first half, all of a sudden that nine and a half becomes a little tricky. So I'm, <laughs> I think, I know it sounds crazy, but I actually think Washington especially with the 49ers turn the ball over a ton. I think there's a huge letdown game coming for them at some point. And this is, this is kind of the thing, you know, I thought the Rams were the test last week. They passed the test. And once you pass the test, you're feeling really good. And you're like, Oh, we're going to travel. No big deal. And then they go to Washington and they lay an egg. Now I think they're not going to lose, but nine and a half to me, that's a lot of points. I'm going to take the Redskins in this one. Am I crazy? Have I, have I sniffed too much of the candle, Mike Randall? Well, I believe in narrative street. So because I believe in narrative street from time to time and motivation, I don't like Washington here. I will give the points. And the narrative, of course, is that Kyle Shanahan and his father were fired by the Redskins in December of 2013. Yeah, so, but, but the 49ers team wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that you, you might want to put a hurting on somebody. You might want to be aggressive. But, I mean, you're not playing at the end of the day. I get what you're saying. and I've And I've heard a lot of that, but. Is, is Which, there something on the other side of this game too, or you know, like it's, it's yeah, same thing? I, I just don't think Washington's good. And I mean, they're going to basically the reason they're going to move the ball is with Adrian Peterson. And if the listen, if the Niners didn't have such a dominant defense, 
then I get it. But defense travels, and they're going to put pressure on Washington. Washington hasn't shown me anything so far, and I don't think they can stop anyone. So you know the Niners are going to control the ball. They're going to Their rushing game is outstanding. And I think Dante Pettis finally gets right here a little bit against the Redskins secondary. So listen, if there wasn't a dominant defense and this was like a Jaguar team coming into Washington, I totally agree with everything you said, the spot, the letdown, the whole thing. I think Shanahan's fired up. I think they're going to want to win this for their coach. Teams get into that sort of role. The rushing game is going to travel. The Redskins are not going to stuff the Niners' rushing game. I think Pettis finally gets right and catches a couple passes there. And most importantly, the Niner defense is not going to lay an egg against the Redskins when they just went out and kicked the Rams fanny and held Jared Goff to 75 passing yards. All right. So we will disagree on that one. We were so close together. So 40 and a half. Where do you stand? I don't like this number at all. I want to run away from it. But uh, do you have a feeling? It's a runaway. Yeah, it's a runaway. (laughs) Bye. Bye, 40 and a half. See you later. Uh, Speaking of running away, this next one, Chargers, Titans, go F yourself. Good luck. I want nothing (laughs) to do with this one. These two teams can go screw for all I care. You can't figure out the Titans. And just when you thought you couldn't figure them out enough, they change quarterback. So I have no idea. And anybody who thinks that they know is lying to you. They say they know exactly what Ryan Tannehill is going to be. No, no, they don't. They know nothing. The Chargers are a complete enigma. The fact that the Chargers, you know, if I had to gun to my head, I'll take the Chargers in the two and a half because at the end of the day, I think they've just got more pieces than the Titans have, but that's not good logic necessarily. That's not necessarily uh, something that I feel good about putting my money on. So I'm going to run away from this game. I'm running away from the four and a half. I'm running away from the two and a half. Mike Randall, are you running away with me or do you actually see something here you like? Sometimes when you change quarterbacks, you you at least get a little bit of a spark, maybe an ember, maybe something, and maybe it's a match or something like that. But most importantly, I like the Titans defense against a pitiful Chargers offense. They got manhandled by the Steelers at home, home in quotes, of course, like you said, the other night on on Sunday night. So the Titans are going to pressure Phillip Rivers. Their offensive line is not good. They're not going to be able to run the ball here. So I agree. It's a, it's a weird game. Rivers does well in these road spots. Sometimes they get away and they play better. They're going to be desperate as well. I just like the Titans defense to show up. So I'll take the under here. That's my favorite bet. If you made me pick, I would take the Titans a little bit, but I agree. It's not one I feel fantastic about, but the most solid unit in this game is the Titans defense here. They've allowed fantasy results. Joe Flacco was QB 25, Josh Allen, QB 13, Matt Ryan, QB 16, Matt Ryan, QB 16. If they can do that to the Falcons, I think they can slow down the Chargers. Yeah, it means another crap week from Keenan Allen. That'll be four in a row. Crazy. So crazy. Melvin Gordon came back and they're like, oh, yeah, Keenan who? And then uh, you got Hunter Henry catching a million touchdowns. It's been crazy. It's funny. His his over under prop, Joe, is 83.5 receiving oh, yards. I would God, take under. Yeah. Sniff that in three weeks. He hasn't sniffed that. Not even close. Oh, my God. All right. This one, this is probably besides the Falcons game, I think this game is the most fun game to watch. It's the Ravens Seahawks. You got Lamar Jackson, you got Russell Wilson. This is going to be super fun. Uh, I think these teams are actually pretty evenly matched. I will lean towards Seattle here. I actually like them. The three, I think, is okay. It's a comfortable number there because the Ravens defense isn't very good, and I think they will fade over time. I think this game might be close in the first half. And then as you get to that second half, I think Russell Wilson will make plays, and they'll be able to contain at least <clears throat> some of Lamar Jackson's athleticism enough to win the football game. So I do like the Seahawks. I like the home team. But this is going to be a fun football game to watch, in my opinion. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, do you feel good about this one? Do you think this has an upset, potentially? Yeah, I like the Ravens. This is the one we're going to go head-to-head on here. 
Good. The, adi- the addition of Marcus Peters makes a difference. I'm not telling you Marcus Peters is Deion Sanders here, but what that provides is a second solid cornerback. Listen, Marlon Humphrey has been having a strong year. He held Tyler Boyd to what, three catches, 10 yards? I know it's the Bengals offense, but he doesn't have to follow play. He doesn't have to shadow anymore. So I think Marcus Peters really helps this defense. They can bl- they like to blitz. They can blitz a little bit. Now, they're not at the point that they used to be, but the Seattle offensive line is terrible. They're allowing pressure. And listen, Russell Wilson is amazing. Right now, I put on social media, he's my MVP. But they have been living, Joe, a little bit of a charmed life here. They're basically banking on Russell Wilson pulling these incredible comebacks from behind. They gave up a lot of points and a lot of yards to Andy Dalton at home. They gave up a lot of points and a lot of yards to the Rams at home, and they needed a Zerline miss to win that game. They should have lost to the Browns last week. Russell Wilson running around, bad penalty, the whole thing. So I like this Ravens team. They will not be able to stop Lamar Jackson. The Seahawks are horrific against tight ends. Oh, here comes Mark Andrews, by the way. His over-under prop for catches is five and a half. That's a lot. That's a lot here, which means Vegas is telling you they see this happening. I like the Ravens to win outright. Earl Thomas, revenge game, whatever you want. And I think that Marcus Peters does make enough of a difference here against a compromised Seattle offensive line that the Ravens pull the upset in Seattle. All right, so the number there is 49. Uh, I like the over here in this one. How about you? Yeah, I'll go with the over because I think they're going to generate a lot of offense on both sides. I just think if you go to Seattle, you have Chris Carson, but if you limit Tyler Lockett, which I think they will, then you're going to have some Russell magic. He'll get that over number just by his great fourth quarter, but will it be enough? That's the question. All right, so there you go. We'll split on that one. Saints and Bears. I'll tell you what, I think we can agree on the 38 and a half, right? Under? Right. I mean, Teddy oh, Bridgewater yeah, yeah, against sure, Bear. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, no Alvin Kamara, probably or a limited version at the very least as we're recording this still. Um, I, I don't love either of these uh, offenses on the road, right? But, you know, I don't love that the Saints on the road right now. Teddy Bridgewater had that one good game against the Bucs. Other than that, it's been mediocre. Let's not overrate what Teddy Bridgewater's done. I know they've gotten wins, but there's going to be a lot of defense. So at the end of the day, can the Saints do enough to – to beat the bears. I don't know. The bears are favored by three and a half, but that seems like a lob, a big number to me. So I'll take the saints to cover here. How about you? I just don't see Teddy Bridgewater going five and oh, they're going to be, they're probably going to be, I'm not saying up. they're going to win, but I think the three and a half is a number. I'll take that side of it. I, I am concerned because the Saints defense has really been outstanding. What a job Sean Payton has done, by the way. He loses Drew Brees. And by the way, no Traquan Smith either. So they're, the Saints offense has really been limited, but he's attacked it with the defense. Marshawn Lattimore's upped his game. He should limit Allen Robinson. I like the Bears coming off the bye. I like their defense. I just think that at some point here, the Saints are going to come back and have a stinker. They played very well against Jacksonville, but they didn't generate offense. So do I think the Bears with their weapons, with Tariq Cohen, with with David Montgomery in the backfield? I think they will. I will give the points with the Bears. I see Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves struggling at some point. If he ends up 4-1 and here without Drew Brees, that's amazing. 5-0 5-0 and is a lot, so if I like the Bears to win, I just can't take the Saints to keep it close. I'll give the points here and say that the Bears generate enough offense and that they're able to, to limit the Saints here at home coming off the bye. All right, you got two big uh, in-division games here. You got the Eagles at Cowboys. This is basically a playoff game as far as I'm concerned for the Cowboys, and I honestly don't think they're going to respond. I like the Eagles with the two and a half in this one. I think the Eagles actually win this football game. I just think they're a better team right now than the Cowboys are. The Cowboys, I think... 
three losses in a row. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I don't know. I just I, I got a bad feeling about this one for Cowboys fans. I feel like they're going to be unhappy. Maybe they'll make a second half run. I don't know. But all I can tell you is this. I If you watch the Cowboys play football the last three weeks, you are thoroughly unimpressed. And the Eagles really competed last week against the Vikings. So give me the Eagles. It's a tough schedule for them. They have the, on the road to Minnesota and then on the road again to Dallas. But I like the Eagles in this one. Who do you like in this one, Mike? I couldn't believe the lie when it came out, Joe. The only reason to like the Cowboys is that they were favored when the line came out and it made no sense. Their offensive line is compromised. Even if their offensive line is totally healthy, it looks like Smith and Collins were practicing. They're facing an Eagle run defense that is tops in the NFL. They're not going to have Amari Cooper. What are you going to hit Jason Witten again? Jason Witten, Joe, was the main focus of the offense last week for them. That's pathetic. If they get Tony Pollard involved in sort of a Tariq Cohen role, I would feel better if I was a Cowboy fan. But you can't come in with your Jason Garrett offense and his fingerprints are back all over this offense again against the Eagles. The Eagles are getting healthy. The Eagles on offense, Miles Sanders has been an issue coming out of the backfield. The Cowboys defense has not played great. I love the Eagles here. I don't imagine if Deshaun Jackson even plays. I don't. Well, you know, I keep saying that if Deshaun Jackson get back on the field, I think that's the piece that really helps this offense because giving them that vertical threat in this passing game at this point would really help the running game significantly. Just, just, just giving them that option. So this, the quicker he can actually get back on the field, I think that's a big win for the Eagles. That's the difference between Doug Peterson and Jason Garrett. Both have compromised offenses here. What did you see last week? They had nothing going against the Jets. What does Doug Peterson do? He gets Miles Sanders involved. He gets Dallas Goddard involved now. So I think the Eagles will win. I think they went outright. I think it's a lower scoring game. I do like the under. I, the Cowboys are going to have to hammer the ball on the ground, and no one can run on the Eagles. So what are they going to do? Who are they going to pass to? Tavon Austin? Enough. Yeah, I'm with you. So the number is 48 and a half. Where do you stand with that? I'll take the under. I think the Cowboys defense shows up because they have to. This is a desperate Cowboy team. I don't think they can generate offense because they're desperate. I think the defense can play better and they can pressure Carson Wentz. So I do like the under, but I'll take the Eagles to win outright. All right. uh, New England Monday night against the New York Jets. This one's in New York. New England favored by 10. That's a big number considering the way the New England offense has kind of been putting, you know, kind of dribs and drabs together. They're not really healthy, but at the same time, it's that defense. And I just keep looking at it, and that's what happens every week. You kind of worry about the offense from time to time, but then the defense shows up and keeps scoring points. So I actually think the 10 is okay because I feel like if they just do that again, what they've been doing all year, then this is an easy cover for them. How do you feel about it? It's a dangerous game because Sam Darnold makes that whole offense better. They have a ton of weapons. Anderson, Jamison Crowder has something like, what, 28 targets in the two games that Sam Darnold's played. The Jets defense isn't putting up a lot of great stats, but they do stop the run. They do get pressure. They they were pressuring here. Jamal Adams, I feel like, is in the backfield every time he wants when he, when he ends up blitzing. It's at the Jets. I'll take the points. Of course, I'll take the pats here. If this game was in New England, I'm with you. But even when they played them in New England, the Jets' defense kept them relatively close. I mean, it wasn't like they got up 30 nothing right away. They had a couple, you know, they got up, they gradually inched ahead. And then the Jets, of course, had the two late turnovers. But this offense is good. Adam Gaze, you got hired to see how you can do against the Patriots. I like the points here with the home team. I don't think they'll win, but I think it's a lot. All right, so it's another split there for us. 43 and a half is the number. I'll take the over because if I think there's going to be a defensive touchdown, I think that's enough to push this one over the uh, over that number. 
I agree. Robbie Anderson, get right against Stefan Gilmore. I understand that, but maybe he catches a bomb there. Yeah, I'll take the over. Okay, it's that time again. It's time for upset specials. So uh, I'll tell you what, Mike Randall, I'm going to give you the board first. So because I got more than one that I like this week. So where are you going this week, Mike, for your upset special in the NFL for sports wagering? You know, there's two that I like. We talked about them. I am going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens on the road. I like the the, the addition of, of Marcus Peters. The rushing attack for the Ravens will not be stopped. The Seattle offensive line is not strong. And at some point, Russell can't pull a rabbit out of his rear end and save it. So I think they'll be able to slow lock it. They'll be able to stop Metcalf. The defense will pressure here and no one's stopping Lamar Jackson. Seattle can't cover tight ends. That's the best spot there for the Ravens on offense. I take the Ravens to get the upset here and establish themselves in Seattle. I'll take them as my upset special. All right. I'm going to go with those Oakland Raiders five and a half. That's a big number right now. I think the Packers offense is a little, uh, I don't know. Unhappy is the word that comes to mind. Look, I know this was in Green Bay. I get it. It's the Oakland Raiders and people can't figure them out. And I can't either. But the only thing I know is that right now, I think that they can keep this game close enough. And that's all that matters, whether they lose or not. Just like last week with the Steelers, I think they can cover. Now, do I think the Raiders can win outright the way the Steelers did? No, but you know what? I think they can do enough to keep it close. So give me the Raiders with the five and a half, and hopefully that'll keep the streak alive here on the upset special. So uh, that'll do it for us today. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at Randall Rant, at Joe Pizzapia17, at Linestar app, and of course at Linestar NFL. Make sure you're downloading that Linestar app and make sure you are upgrading to the premium product. And if you enjoy the show, like and subscribe us give us five stars talk about how entertaining we are talk about how advice we give you on candles for your kitchen and everything like that in between so we hope you have a wonderful weekend of wagering here at line star and uh that'll do it for us we'll have to break the huddle now the pre-snap is over there's nothing left to do now except set down win you've been listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show Brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.